am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back and Happy New Year and all the other stuff we used to say to say Happy New Year. Welcome to this new season, this new era of how to take a break. If you have been paying attention, of course, you know, the beginning of the year, I start my new intention for the year. And we're going to deep dive a little bit more into that as we get into the episode. But joining me is a fan favorite. Because she's one of my favorites, and this is the mom of moms and martinis. Miss Kira is joining me for an episode, taking a break to start over after 40, and we talking about love. Kira, welcome. <laughs> so happy to be here. So happy to be back. I'm so happy to have you back. And um, this episode, this whole series started over because I found myself starting over again at age 41 in so many different aspects of my life all the big three actually it's kind of funny how that happened the big three that I'm always talking about when I set intentions career money and relationships and all of those saw some type of reset after I turned 41 (laughs) (laughs) but I thought it was you know why I was dealing with all the emotions of that reset I also thought like there has to be something to that there's some power to this there's something a teaching a teachable moment that is locked into that reset and when I thought about the categories and I thought about relationships I immediately thought about Miss Moms and Martinis Miss Kira (laughs) um, because I feel like we had so many good conversations we had a good conversation about relationships and about being a strong black woman and I think that some of that is going to come out in this conversation. But Kira, welcome to the show. How you doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> I am doing much better. I know that the last couple years of my life has really been a fog. And you definitely nailed it. Like 41 hits. I'll be 42 in March. And it's just like, girl, get your stuff together. So with that, it has been a lot of shedding. So I've been uh, an emotional, I don't even want to say wreck. I, the word that I've been using is that one, I've been at capacity for a lot of things. Like I just cannot take anything else in. And two, I feel like I've been unraveling of sorts, but I've uh, come to terms with a lot of things and aspects of my life. Um, so with that, it's, provided me like with this new set of hope this new set of goals um this new direction so each day each moment I'm getting better like today I've just been filling myself up with like this this newness mm-hmm. um so every day has been getting better you know I'm getting better <laughs> I'm checking <laughs> mm, I love I, look I wrote I didn't wrote down so many notes just from this and <laughs> we ain't even in the episode yet <laughs> I love that shedding at capacity mm-hmm. unraveling 
man, those are powerful words. We gonna get mm -hmm. more into that. But y'all keep hearing me say moms and martini. Kira, give us a little bit of your background for those who don't know who Miss who Kira is. Yes. Yeah, so social media, i.e. the podcast space, really, um, I was introduced as Kira, host, mom, creator, Moms and Martinis podcast. Um, that journey began February 2020 at the onset of COVID. And from there, I just began to um, experience my life or share my life online publicly, like share my truth. So that's where many people know me from Instagram, my IG stories where I probably was talking too much of my business out there, but I was putting <laughs> it out there and it just really became my um, video audio diary. And I began to kind of phase that out. So the podcast is there. I did archive all of my episodes just because I wanted to be more mindful and really question, i.e. the space that I'm in. Was I coming from a place of healing or was I putting out episodes and sharing my life from a place of hurt, like from an open wound? Mm. And I just want to be very mindful of what I'm putting out there and what I'm bleeding out onto other people. Um, but yeah, the podcast was a necessary part of my journey. Um, me building social media, I noticed that whenever I kind of get on there, a lot of people flock to it. And I now have this greater sense of responsibility because I really don't be trying. And it's when <laughs> I am unraveling, like, just like, look that's when a lot of people come in and I just want to be responsible with that. So Moms and Martinis was a podcast. Right now, I don't know what it's going to be as I elevate into this new level of love, consciousness, and um, newfound responsibility I have with my voice. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> I love it because even then, so one, people gravitate to you I feel because even when you are putting out content and you say you feel like you're unraveling, I think it's because it's relatable. Mm -hmm. It's relatable. And I believe that so many of us at our big old ages after 40, we have repressed for so long and we're not used to, we're seeing, so used to everyone, especially the strong black woman trope of seeing people kind of hide that. And you're just, you're speaking the words that are, deep down in a lot of people and so when they see you living out those words and saying those words it's relatable they flock to their content yeah but I also said that I like that you use the word you you clicked into some of the places from where you did your last podcast where you were doing moms and martinis and now you're at this space where you're elevating mm -hmm. and I think that is some good advice yeah to kind of be at the point where you kind of see where you were and now move into this growth phase where you're elevating from that point. And so I like that. And I think yeah. that is going to still attract people to your page because yeah. <laughs> relatable content, we're all going through these growth phases as well. But that brings me to this next question, which is how did your journey with self-love and external love in your 20s compared to where you are now after uh, 41 
<laughs> my 20s dare I say I said I wasn't gonna curse but it was a shit show okay, Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry people I say I'm trying to get better now but <laughs> that's the most eloquent way to put it I have been reflecting a lot on what 20s were and this really stems from me um, I know we're talking about love and this goes into love taking a break to start over in motherhood. I have four children, 11, 12, 17, and 22. And now I have a strong urge to start over in how I am being a mother to them, um, which has a lot to do with love and even why I began even having children. Uh So for me, it was a huge gap. It was me now realizing many, many years later that I never grieved my mom passing away, that I'm a motherless child wandering wandering around the world, just looking for a sense of self. And I think that's kind of how I was forced, per se, into being this air quote strong because I had to take on a life um, and take on this strength as a way to like preserve myself. So in my 20s, it was just a lot of searching and searching and not finding. And I figured if I have children, that these children would give me the love that I was searching for. But what I've now learned is that I had children and that was just really <laughs> another vessel for me to pour out. It wasn't what I expected for it to be. I thought, oh, I'm going to have this baby and I'm going to get some love back. Uh Didn't happen. It didn't happen. It was the reverse. Um, And then in 20s, I was, I got married at 23 thinking I was going to get something. Uh I didn't get anything. So in love, in my 20s, I think it was all about me hoping to receive something back. You know, I'm going to do this to receive something that I need. Now in my 40s, where I am in a completely different space in terms of love and what I even want out of it, this is the first time that I've ever strongly from the bottom of my heart want to be in love with myself and really want to be single. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's just, I know that that's what it is. And I'm not closing myself off to love or anything like that. But it's like, this love that you seek, well, what is it? And it's really me. I have it. And I've been mislabeling it for so long. So my love in my 20s and just how I, even if you think about career money relationship it was so different now it's like I have this newfound respect for what that is and what it means to me um so yeah that's where I'm at I'm you know I don't don't know hopefully that answered your question but I'm still figuring it out no it did answer the question because you had a journey of self-awareness it seems from like Mm -hmm. I think it shows real growth that you recognize the space that you were in in your 20s compared to where you are now. We were kind of similar. I think 
And I do wonder if it's like that for a lot of women in their 20s. Um, I'm thinking about this too for my daughter. My daughter, my oldest is 21. She'll be 22 next year. But um, this past break breakup had me looking back at my previous path um, and past relationships kind of going like, all right, so where am I in all of this? What What is going on? Because I thought I knew and I didn't. But it was similar to you where I was seeking in my 20s that external love that I did not get at home. I grew mm-hmm. up in an abusive situation at home. And so I was seeking, I was seeking that perfection because I was that perfect kid because everything was chaos at home. So I was like the nerdy kid, the good kid, right? Mm-hmm. Always people pleasing. Um, when I got married, I had to be perfect wife. I used to try to come home and cook every day. What the? okay um but I was always seeking like what he has to love me they have to love me Mm -hmm. I have kids that's the love gotta do you know those similar things and always expecting and getting mad because I never got what I expected back I was always giving and over giving to people the best Mm -hmm. friend the perfect friend always available stressing myself out to the point where I got in my 30s and I had health issues from trying to be perfect and thought I had got healed of all this stuff and ended up in this last relationship where again, seeking something, mm-hmm. seeking something. And then you get to the point at 41 where the self-awareness kicks in and it's like, I just need to seek myself. Mm-hmm. I need to really commit to loving myself. What does, and I ask myself, what does loving myself look like? <laughs> Because clearly the external, like, (laughs) it's not out there. It's in here. And I really need to double down on it. And so I think it's a growth journey. It's it's a path. It's recognizing what happened in your 20s and then seeing that pattern and now getting to 41 and having that awakening. Yeah. Some kind of way. (laughs) And I've been toying yesterday I actually looked up the word and it's I I need to sit with this a little bit more I'm like am I having an awakening or am I having a reckoning of sorts Mm. right am I really coming into like coming out of this sleep or am I shifting to a place to take action and because before like you say I, I thought I was growing I thought that I was coming through these things hence birthing moms and martinis but I'm like even through that was that a slumber was my eyes wide shut you know what I mean um so I'm like is this an awakening because I have this overwhelming yearning for self right now and not in a negative way it's just me to drill down with me to sit with me really isolating myself from everyone and anything else that is a threat or harm to that. You know what I mean? So it's like, is this an awakening or reckoning? I promise you, I I looked it up yesterday. Like, what is the difference? Google explained it. Like, because I need to figure it out. So it's interesting that you said that. Well, I mean, this is good because I like how you said an awakening or a reckoning. I I feel like it's an awakening because I too kind of questioned. I was like, I thought I'd done the work. I thought I'd done the work. And 
I have a journal. I'm open to love. I've done the work. I agree with doing that work. So why am I, again, learning another lesson on this? But I feel like I was just probably in phase one of the growth. Mm-hmm. And growth has many, many, many phases. And so I think, and it's funny because I take these long walks now on Sundays and I listen to T.D. Jakes and he said something about how a lot of times these lessons, we'll think we learned a lesson, but it'll keep coming back because Mm -hmm. we really have not, maybe you learned a piece of it and then you stopped your education part with it or whatever. And now it's back because it's like, you didn't learn the full lesson. You only got like a part of it and you thought you was all right. Mm -hmm. And you were, that little part was okay, but you hadn't learned the bigger lesson. So I'm feeling like, again, that might've been the awakening. Like now I've become more self-aware and like I only unlocked a portion of the lesson that I was supposed to learn about relationships. And now yeah. I'm in the bigger thing. But I like you just enter you introduced a, a different concept there of awakening mm-hmm. versus a reckoning. Cause that's different. Yeah. That's food for thought. Mm-hmm. Look, that's some that's some grown woman stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't quite figured it out. But even with that, I'm I'm looking down at my phone because I've been keeping these notes or these messages that the universe sends to me in whether it's conversation, I'm watching a TV show, I see a quote, just all these things. So one of the things that I recently jotted down, it says, we create the experiences that we want to learn. So it's something like these things, like I'm trying to figure out what is my deal with not being able to create, nurture, you know, meaningful long time or lifelong relationships because for me it's like it's just it's not friendship job it just doesn't matter after a while and I'm like am I conflict at first like what is it and I'm like why am I continually creating these scenarios Mm. these scenarios scenarios are presenting themselves to me to learn this lesson like what am I not learning so that stuck with me so we create the experiences that we want to learn so if you're in this situation again it's something that you want to learn from it that it's just not it hasn't revealed itself yet I like it look that's already a breakaway (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a lesson in that. Also, because I too, I pulled up some a quote and I think it resonates a lot with dating after 40, but especially where I am. And I feel like you are too, from listening to you are at this point. Um, and this is from Oprah Daly. And it says, when you own where you are in your life, who you are, and are confident in your values and personality, you are more likely to find someone who is better suited for you. Mm-hmm. That was one of my lessons because mm-hmm. I I recognized that along this this path that I was still kind of performing. Oh, you gotta say a word. I was still performing. Like um, I gotten better with the parenting part of the relationship journey and the friendship part, but in the intimate relationship part, I was still performing and I thought I had been healed of it. And the big aha that I have had since my breakup was recognizing that in me, which was, okay, you're performing. You weren't confident in your values and personality. You were still performing. And this is why you still ended up getting that same person 
that wolf in, <laughs> in sheep's clothing because you were still performing. And because you were performing, this is who you're going to always get when you're performing. And so I think that I feel like I heard some of that, some of that in what you're saying. And I feel like that's where we are in this point of life now, because mm -hmm. even <laughs> I have been on two dates. And I had to stop dating. I had to stop talking to, to to guys because I'm like, I know what I want and I know that you're not it. Mm -hmm. And that is a level of confidence that I have not walked in. Yeah. Because I have been performing. Yeah. And that that is so, so good. Again, another example of divine alignment because I started off by saying, you know, how am I doing? I am in the process of shedding. And a lot of it is just my ideas that I have learned to operate in a certain way, even though it has granted me a level of air quote success in life. I know that in order for me to get to this next phase and really right now, I'm really wanting to create a life of ease, mm. right? I.e. this strong woman thing. Everything that I've had in life has been associated with the struggle. And I figured that if it doesn't come to me hard, that it's not meant for me in some type of way. So a lot of my ideas around coaches and love and all these things, all of that stuff is supposed to be easy. So that's why I'm rejecting this idea that, oh, love is hard. I don't want it then. I don't want nothing else hard, like honestly. And I was dating and I told the person that and it just, one day they FaceTimed me and I, didn't, I wasn't even playing it. I opened my mouth and before I knew it, I had said, this isn't working. I don't want to have a friendship. I don't wish to get to know you anymore. Like, you are not for me. <laughs> like, I didn't even plan that. But I just knew that everything about this person did not represent the ease mm -hmm. that I am welcoming in my life. Um, you mentioned T.D. Jakes. I ain't mm -hmm. been talking to T.G., but I've been talking to his daughter, Sarah. Let me okay, tell you what yeah. I got from Sarah. Let me tell you what I got from Sarah <laughs> yesterday. I, did, I was in the grocery store. I couldn't even get through the grocery store goods from taking all these notes. But what she said is that the new systems requires trusting joy. It requires me allowing God to be my rock, really allowing God to be everything for me. It means trying not to perform my way into a blessing or mm. perform my way into love. The growth that I was able to achieve in the old system does not work in this new system. So even though I was growing and evolving and doing all of these things that were different from my 20s and my 30s, where I'm at in this new life, in this new phase, the old way of being just is not going to work. Even mm -hmm. though I know that I did a set of actions and was operating in a certain way that got me places and got me through things, it's just not going to work. And a part of that was me taking a break from dating. Like, I just have no desire right now. Zero. And, you know, whenever my person's going to come, it's going to come. And I know people used to say, oh, when you're not looking, that's when it's going to happen. This is the first time <laughs> in my life that I realized that, like, what it means to not look. And it's not like I'm saying that just to say, like, oh, but the love is around the corner. It's literally me going out. And then sometimes I can feel a little bit of old self, like, mm, I wonder if that person thinks I'm attractive or what. Now that'll come up and I'm like, er, I really don't even care. 
Because I ain't checking for you anyway. I think I look good today. <laughs> I feel good about me today. And that's all that matters. Like, I'm not in a space right now to deal with anybody's BS, let alone mine. I'm trying to clean up my own, sweep around my own front door. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I'm at with things. Like, I'm not going to perform my way into a blessing, i.e. career. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that been going on in my job. Like, no, I'm not about to yes so about to, I'm not going to do it. Mm -mm. In my new phrase, mm -mm. get somebody else to do it. I'm not going to do it. And two, I'm not going to perform myself into love. I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of doing. And I say that in one voice, right? But then on the other side, it's like, do you really? Because if you do, you wouldn't be performing the way that you are. Like, you'll be in a place to be open to receive it. So right now, if it don't come with ease, I don't want it. I don't want it at all. Mm -mm. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it, honey. Get somebody mm -mm. else to do it. I don't want it. I don't want it. If it's, if it's hard, I don't want it. And it has nothing to do with my work ethic, my ability to demonstrate strength which is different from being strong. It doesn't um, take away from my um, ability or willingness to put in effort. Like I'm still going to do all of those things. I can still do all of those things. And those things that are attached to it still come with a level of ease. So if it don't, if it ain't easy, I don't want it. That for me is the sign that it ain't for me. So peace out. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. All right. Because I, I feel like you may have answered this question, but it might be a deeper lesson up in this because you didn't drop a whole lot of a lot of a lot of wisdom. Okay. Cause it won't if it's not there, it's not doing what it's doing. If it's not ease, we don't want it. That's a At lesson. All. That's a gem. What has been your biggest love lesson during this season? My biggest lesson. I don't <laughs> That's tough to say. Well, or um, what has been a love lesson that you've learned this past year? I think it came through friendship and not even like romantic relationship, um, and which may translate into romantic relationship. And it's something that I've really been dealing with a lot, like really trying to unpack and figure it out is I'm learning that I tend to put most energy where I see the most resistance. So mm -hmm. I have people around me or in all of these things, career, money, relationships, where the support is there, the love is there, where the admiration is there, where the ease is there. And I know it's there. And it's the level of comfort. Like, oh, I got that one in the bag. But that one over there that has said <laughs> that they're not capable, I am just going to go after to prove mm -hmm. that I can. <laughs> and I think that's where the performing comes in. Yeah. And that has cost me in the last the 2020, the last two years, it has cost me three friendships of people who I truly, truly love. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, but I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. And then I'm asking myself, is the same thing happening in relationships? And I think it is. The ones that be easy. I'm like, oh, this you must walk be past something. Them. Yeah. Well, because I think old us, there's a condition 
in there to seek out struggle. Mm. Like we're undeserving of ease. And I think that that is a, a lesson. I mean, my biggest love lesson this year was I'm the magic. Mm. I am the magic. And I learned that in my work relationship this year and started walking in it to the point managers like, and I looked at that and I said, this is the lesson with all my relationships. I'm the magic. I need to stop looking and going, this person's going to do something. I'm the magic. I'm making stuff work. And so if I'm the magic, I shouldn't settle for anything less than that. Mm-hmm. Print that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying it because I am. I say, especially in work, like me leaving my job, I was at this company 14 years and going into this other company this other company I went to work with someone that presented itself as an opportunity of this ease someone who finally was able to articulate and reciprocate like no you 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 are it like you are great you're the best I've ever seen and I felt really good especially from someone that looks like me and then my former boss left in all of the struggle that I left represented itself and when I say oh my god from August probably up until about two weeks ago (laughs) every day every day and I don't even think I'm really out of it you know because on the days that I have to go into the office I don't even sleep you know that much comes around it I knew I didn't have to go to the office today. Step like a baby. You know what I mean? It's on the days that I have, know I have to go into this place, which is another way for me to know like that is the word, my body signaling to me to get mm-hmm. out of Dodge. You know what I mean? But leaving that career or job after 14 years coming into this, like you say, I am the magic. The level of confidence that I have right now, mm-hmm. Just all around, it's just booming all around. And I had to remind myself, like, anything that I touch is better. You know what I mean? And I had to tell some one of the people at the job. I was like, oh, if you're question, I said, no, I bring value to everything. Me being at this table, I'm bringing value right now to this conversation. It's not a matter of that. Like, let's level set that. I don't know what you're thinking, but I, let me let you know. <laughs> that ain't it, <laughs> you know? I am as good as I tell you I am. So if I say I can do it, I can do it. If I tell you I'm good, I'm good. So the level of confidence came with that. But I also realized like the amount of grief. And I think that's a whole nother conversation. It's like, when are you taking a break from to do? No one's really addressing the grief that comes along with the things that you have to shed and the people and the relationships and the job. It's a lot of grief that comes along with that. And I think sometimes when you get to the other side, people automatically think it's a level of celebration that comes to it. But it's a lot of things that I just haven't grieved. So. Okay. So quick question. Quick question. How do you take a break? Well, right now, my recent one is I came off all social medias. Like, I took a break Mm -hmm. for a minute. I came back, and I felt really overwhelmed again because I found myself repeating the same cycle, feeling like I had to look at all these notifications, post in all these places when I really just don't want to, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just come off all of it. Um, And it's just been a couple days. I finally cleaned up some stuff that I've been looking at for months. You know, just because I'm not inundated by it. So that's one of the things. The second thing of how I'm taking a break is learning the power of no. 
And I always say that sometimes people think of no as in N-O, but I've always considered no as in K-N-O-W, right? So what don't I know? Who don't I know? What You know what I'm saying? What do I need to know um, in these situations? So a lot of times with me saying no, you know, sometimes you don't know that I'm tired, you know? So let me tell you, (laughs) you know, or... I'm saying no, because I don't know how it's going to be a benefit and value to me. Like, how is this going to impact my today, tomorrow, and my forevermore? So um, that's another way I take a break. Um, And this is the first time that I'm learning to appreciate the lessons more. So Mm -hmm. I'm taking in less, even in terms of decluttering my materialistic things, um, less in terms of my spending. (laughs) And I've been getting more there, which is the obvious because I'm saving, but I've realized how much stuff that I would have bought or things I would have did. And I walk around my house and I'm like, there's so much stuff here. I eat even food. Like, I'm like, I have an abundance of food. Like, that's something I just recently figured out, that I go to the grocery store to purchase things to store. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know what I mean? Instead of, I need to purchase this item to prepare this meal. I have food just to store so even with that just like this whole concept in my life of less is more and just really saying what what are the things that are essential that I need and that's it and I'm, I've been happier that way I love it okay one minute do you have an intention intention for 2023 and would you mind sharing that with us I do have an intention I'm working on a really huge life change or pivot in my life that I'm not it will be revealed in due time (laughs) it is something that um, initially I thought that I would do um, in my 60s and then that changed to me wanting to do it in my 50s and then that changed to me having an eight-year plan that moved into a six-year plan to now it's a six-month plan Okay, look, I'm going to be watching. I want to see. All right. Stay tuned. I like that. And on that note, where can people find you on social media? If you want us to find you on social media when you're not taking a break. (laughs) Okay, well, I am on Facebook at Moms and Martinis and um, TikTok Moms and Martinis and on Instagrams at Moms and Martinis Pod. So that's what you can find me. It's a lot of old stuff out there you'll get some new stuff probably in june um because i told myself six months i just i don't know that may change if my spirit tell me to change it i'll change it but right now i'm just giving myself six months um and it's also a challenge um of connection that i'm doing with my 12 year old so it's something that we're doing together so most likely i'll honor that because it's some things that i want to do with her like that okay and you can also go into my episodes. Um, I'll try to link that as well. So you can listen to Kira's and I episode together. Um, are your podcasts still available? Or did you? I, I think if you Google them, you'll find them. But as far as me, because um, one day I did search and some like, I guess, third party sites still have them up there. Yeah. But I personally archive them. But you know, once it's yeah. out there. It's out there. So I link <laughs> our old episode because I thought that our episode that we did on the strong black woman was like was really good. It was a, a good episode. And I think it also ties very well into this 
as we talk about dating after the 40s because we have all those things that we're dealing with. But you'll also be able to tap into and hear some of the same wisdom that Kira had in this episode. Kira, thank you so much for yeah. joining oh, us. One, one thing, I know we're about to close soon here, but if someone is really, really interested, you can send me an email, Faye, and I will give them my LinkedIn. I have started a series on LinkedIn, um, which talks okay. about healing from um, healing um, and recovering from burnout for women in like senior leadership in corporate America. So I have a huge following on LinkedIn. So if they really serious, then send me a message. And now <laughs> you can see me there. I do a weekly newsletter. All right. If you're really serious. Hit me if you're really serious, <laughs> don't be wasting her time. Uh-uh, not on the LinkedIn, because that's uh-uh. my real business. Because <laughs> we about ease. We ain't taking no miss up until 2023. Uh-uh. But <laughs> Kira, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and I will definitely be talking to you soon. Everybody else, stay tuned for the breakaways. And we're back for the three breakaways. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I definitely did. Uh, as always, I feel like I learn something out of every episode I do. Sometimes I feel like the lessons are, <laughs> if y'all are not catching it, I'm catching it and I'm getting those lessons. So, But I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Kira and myself and follow Moms Martini for more information. But we're going to get into these three breakaways. Breakaway number one, don't perform your way into love. So I wanted to break that down deeper. What does it mean when I say don't perform your way into love? A lot of us end up in these relationships that we know are not good for us. We see red flags, we pick them up and we put them in a vase and we water them. And I think that's because we're performing our way into it. We go in acting like the wife, the girlfriend, the wonderful stepmother. And when you start performing all these tasks that you're supposed to do is like the happy couple, the happy um, partner. A lot of times you will miss, you will glance right on over all the flags, all the things that are going wrong. And so a big lesson about taking a break for me to kind of start over after age 40 is recognizing how I perform my way into these loving relationships. What, what I think are loving relationships and to catch myself before I end up doing it. And it really, I mean, does not have to be like just the love relationship. We were talking about love, intimate partnerships, but you can perform your way into a lot of relationships. So um, friendships, um, career friendships and, and things of that nature. So whenever you get into any type of relationship, I would suggest you kind of stop and do an assessment and just see where you are, just to check yourself before you get in too deep. All right, breakaway number two. You are the magic and don't accept anything less than that. My confidence month of January was so powerful, so powerful in validating me having me self-validate myself um, and really digging deep into this message. A lot of times we, in the love space especially, we can, you hear these women saying they've been gaslit and they've been in these toxic relationships 
And again, it's about performing our way into the relationships, but it's also because we allow ourselves to believe that we are not the glue. We're not the magic. We don't bring, we're not the reason that people are showing up, that this this person, this partner is here. We don't believe in our magic. And so we're seeking that validation from that other person when you need to stand 10 toes down and recognize that you are the magic. You are the magic. And you don't need to accept anyone, anyone treating you less than that. Let that be a lesson, not only in love, but in all your relationships, career, friendships, or otherwise. I'm not saying going and be acting all funny with these people, but recognize you are the magic. You are bringing something to the table. There is something about you that clicks. You are the magic. And finally, breakaway number three, learn the power of no. And Kira spells it K-N-O-W. And that is knowing who you are, knowing who you, what, what you like, what you dislike, what makes you tick. Because when you stand 10 toes down and that no, that knowing is going to make everything that much easier. I'm going to repeat all three. Number one, don't perform your way into love. Number two, you are the magic. Walk in it. Believe it. Number three, learn the power of K-N-O-W. No. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, There are going to be a couple of parts of this series. This was just the first part where we were talking about love. Um, So stay tuned over the next couple of months as this series unfolds. Um, I'm also on YouTube now. Follow me there and I will make sure I group these episodes, the recordings of these episodes together on YouTube once we get to the end of the series. But until next time, I want you to take a little time to take a break. Bye. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at pmkester. That's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.